This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. It's Michael Levitt, and today I've got a really awesome guest, Jack Birdstrand. Jack launched Consequent after a 35-year journey to help large companies get better results with less aggravation and do so more systematically. Jack is the former CIO of the Coca-Cola company, and he launched this firm with some incredible executives from the likes of Coca-Cola Europe, Ernst & Young, Kimberly Clark, Deloitte, Accenture, and a variety of others. It's an absolutely incredible organization. And in his spare time, he also is the author of The Velocity Advantage, which offers important insights to help cross-functional teams and large companies be more successful. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. It's great to be here. Thrilled to have you here. So what drove you to launch Consequent? What was the the driving force in launching this uh, incredible organization with some absolutely gifted leaders that have worldly experience? Well, for for about 20 years, when I was in the Coca-Cola system, I had been involved in a lot of cross-functional initiatives. We had worked quite a bit at that point in time on reconfiguring the Bottler system and had a lot of cross-functional interactions between the different functions, between different geographies, and people who basically were successful on their own, but when they had to become part of a larger organization, struggled quite a bit. And at about 20 years or so into the Coca-Cola system, I fell in love with this idea that Peter Drucker had introduced called Knowledge Work Productivity. And at the heart of when these initiatives went well or when they struggled was this idea that that knowledge work was either productive or unproductive. A lot of times it was personality-based, but not always. And so I launched Consequent to do things more systematically. We We kind of did it, you know, by the seat of our pants, you know, as we were going through it, but to more systematically help companies and help teams that have to do things in an integrated way, do it so that that it is faster and and with less aggravation. I'm guessing that especially in the last decade or so since the last big recession, that organizations have really needed to look at better ways to integrate their services as they either consolidate or merge or just expand you know, their offerings across the globe as it were, we're even more of a global economy than we were 10 years ago. Yeah, it's, it's something that becomes more and more important, particularly if you're an established company or a large company and you're competing with new companies that are a little bit more agile. And when you look at the way large companies or significantly sized companies anyway are organized, it's very difficult to cross-pollinate against or around the sort of the organizational silos. And all of these companies have tremendous 
needs. They have very exciting projects. They need to get people together who are in different functional areas. And they just don't have a, a natural way to talk to one another or to integrate their activities. And, and if you can help them do that, what I have found is that even in the largest organizations, they're able to get things done in a fraction of the time and compete very well with companies that are smaller and that you would think would be more agile. Yeah, that's something that I would think a lot of people would uh, probably second guess at first going, okay, large organizations are very difficult to, you know, make changes and, you know, shift on a dime type of situation. But it sounds like with you know, your leadership and the, and the work that your organization is doing, you're, you're able to guide those organizations to be more nimble, still be a large organization and have a huge impact. However, uh, still be able to make those quick decisions and quick changes when either the economy requires it or just the competition itself uh, requires it. Yeah, and the, the nice thing is that people have more fun when they do it that way. And, and it's not a lot of fun if you're a program manager or something like that and you can't get the key people to agree on what success looks like. And, and so getting on the same page, headed in a single direction, not only helps the leaders, um, but it actually helps the people who are doing all of the work much, much more. Do you find in those organizations that uh, the communication improves, you know, once they go through, you know, the systems and offerings that uh, your team offers? It does because we, we adopt a common language in, in working through it. You know, I think we've all probably taken the uh, surveys or personality instruments and things like that. And I've always liked them, uh, I guess maybe not everybody does, but most people that I talk about, like, you know, like a Myers-Briggs or a Strength Finders or some of, you know, something like that. And it provides a lot of insights, but they, they tend to be too complicated in order to, to, to bridge the gap between insights and actually getting work done. So the, the instrument that we've developed was intended to provide insights at an individual and a team level, but also introduce a common language. And so once you get people who are in different functional areas or different organizations to have a common process and a common language, which isn't very difficult, you know, if it's simple enough, then the, the amount of interaction and, and the progress around the interaction just multiplies because people aren't trying to be difficult. They're not trying to waste your time or their time. And once there's a common language and a common process to work together, then it's very easy for them to do that. Plus two, it probably reduces employee turnover and improves the morale of, of the team when the communication lines are open and everyone knows what everyone else is doing in a, in a common way. Yeah, I mean, People, people struggle when there's not a big picture. So when, when you get people to understand or even co-create sometimes what the big picture is, uh, it's much more motivating. It's very frustrating to be in a project that's going nowhere or 
where people aren't agreeing on the outcome or they're changing what success looks like all the time. And this stuff happens all the time in organizations of every size. But when people can actually win, you know, that's a very motivating thing. Because we see all the time and there's been stats as high as 80% of the workforce hates their job. So in these types of organizations where these employees at every rank uh, feels like that they're making a contribution to the greater good of the organization and, and the mission that they're trying to accomplish, it has to bode well for that organization both from a, a performance standpoint and also just in from a competition standpoint, because if you have happy employees, uh, they're motivated, they're giving their best, it just creates uh, better products and services that organization generates. Yeah, it definitely increases the engagement. You know, something that I struggled with for a long time was, you know, team building in a, you know, when it's done by itself. So you go to a ropes course or try to get motivated uh, to work in teams. What I found though, is that uh, teamwork can happen much more naturally if it's around a shared problem or a shared opportunity where people are trying to work on the same issues. And the, the result of having it be based on something that's important as opposed to just an activity in and of itself is that the teamwork has a purpose and and the the motivation that occurs is being able to in a in a pretty short period of time have a situation where people are on on a lot of different pages it's not clear what the solution is, and then they're able to co-create it in a form that's ready to be implemented right now. Yeah, if more organizations did that, we'd have a lot less turnover, and you know, quite frankly, as a society, we would get better products and services just because everyone is going in the same direction. That makes a big difference. I want to talk a little bit about uh, your book, The Velocity Advantage. What was the inspiration for you to write that book? Well, when I was uh, working in industry, I read a lot of books and, uh, and roughly 50,000 pages of stuff. And I had underlined, you know, things in every one of them. And I thought it would be great to be able to bring all of that together into a single book so that people, whether they're junior in their career or even senior in their career, could take advantage of, you know, a couple of hundred thought leaders and, and 50,000 pages of material without having to do all of that work. So what the, the Velocity Advantage does, it goes through the process that we use at Consequent, but in addition to that, it organizes this vast body of material around cross-functional leadership. And, and so somebody can, I guess, save about 50,000 pages of reading. But, but what motivated me was to get all that in one place, to get it organized in a particular way so that it could benefit not only our clients, but other people who were interested in this area. Well, it's amazing that you were kind enough to compile 50,000 pages of leadership gold and, and put it together in, in one 
uh, Cliff's Notes type of book, and I'm, and I'm not trying to you know shortchange the book at all. I mean, it's it's amazing that you were able to take all of that, and you had the inspiration to to do that because oftentimes, and, and I read a lot as well, and you know, either highlight or dog ear pages or, or whatnot, and we'll go back to them and, and look for those you know key lessons that'll either benefit myself as a leader or you know someone that I know. But the fact that you you took all of this knowledge and applied it and, and and configured it in such a way for people to to be able to consume it in this fashion um, speaks volumes about you and your character well thanks um, but it's it's something that I you know sometimes your passions uh, choose you I guess and it was something that I always wanted to do so I found it very enjoyable doing it that's great why do you think this book is so important for current or our future leaders to read what, what give us a a couple nuggets that you think would be really beneficial for the new leaders. And and like you mentioned before, you know, the leaders that have been around a while, you know, what's, what's really good about this book for them to, to grasp onto. I think some of the the major things uh, under the headline, I guess is, is, you know, the holism of the approach is that if you're interested in strategy there's a lot of great stuff on strategy. If you're interested in analytics, there's a lot of great stuff on analytics. If you're into process, there's a lot on that. And if you're into people and the management of people and the motivation of people, there's a lot there as well. So I think in addition to providing a a structure around cross-functional initiatives, because of, of the inputs from so many other books, and so many other authors, um, I do think there's a tremendous amount that you can learn about business and even about yourself, whether you're young in your career or early in your career or you're uh, a seasoned executive or anywhere in between. It's definitely a book that every leader should have on their bookshelf because, again, um, there's so much information there that can be beneficial for, for us newer leaders or for those of us that have been leading for a long time is a good fresh reminder of you know, the best way to lead. In closing, I got one additional question for you. What's the biggest piece of advice? And now that, you know, in, in your career, you've, you've experienced so much and all that, but what is the biggest piece of advice you have for our audience today based on your entire career and things that you've learned and picked up along the way. What's what, if you were going to sit down and have a cup of coffee with a new leader, what would be something you would tell them to really um, make sure that they're taking the right steps in their leadership role? I think um, for me, uh, what I would recommend is to be intentional about integrating with others. And in business, it's very easy not to, or in organizations in general, it's very easy not to. It's easy to do your own thing and to not be interfered with. But the people who are, I think, happiest and most successful are those who make it a point to cross over from their area of expertise to somebody else's so that they can Uh, not only learn from the other person and teach the other person, but they can work together to get work done in a way that's much more satisfying and much more inspirational. Yeah, that's, that's leadership goal, Jack, because I think oftentimes in leadership roles, we, 
sometimes by our own choice and sometimes just by the nature of our roles as we can get into these silos and we forget that there's a world outside of our own little world and it really uh, benefits us to become more well-rounded leaders by getting out there and talking with our teams and talking with leaders of other organizations that are not similar to, you know, the lead organizations we're part of. And it really gives us a more well-rounded exposure to what the leadership world looks like and, and all the things that we have available to us. Yeah. You know, Michael, I don't think anybody could have said it any better than you just said it. Well, when I listen to this again, I'm going to write that down because that's, that's, that's something <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on my wall because it's a, it's a reminder for myself as well because oftentimes, you know, we get into the trenches of our deep work and we're doing great things, but we are also sometimes uh, mistakenly isolating ourselves from, you know, getting real vitamin D and not the stuff that's in a bottle and get outside and go, go see what's going on outside. So... Awesome. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So where can people find more about you, Jack? How how can they get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing? Well, uh, it's easy to get the book on Amazon.com, The Velocity Advantage. Also, there's more about our firm in two places. There's the the consequent firm itself, which is www.cnq.com. S and T, which is consequent without the vowels, and then also on a site uh, called Brand Velocity, and in both of those places, uh, there's information about the book and things that are in the book and things about our company. Awesome, and we'll have all that information in the show notes uh, when the show goes live. So. Jack, I want to thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this uh, conversation for some time, and um, I have been known to consume something from Coca-Cola on occasion or two, so it's uh, always well, good. good for you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think they're going anywhere, just just a hint. You know, so I, I think they're, they're, they're an organization that continues to um, – you know, change when they need to change and do things and invest and all of that. So they're, you know, they're one of the organizations that I I think can withstand just about anything that we throw at them. So I appreciate you and all the work that you're doing and and I'll make sure uh, to, you know, get those uh, links in the show notes for our listeners. And uh, thank you again for, for being on the show today. Michael, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you everybody. Until next time, be well. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.